Game of Thrones. Oh my god. There's dragons. You gotta watch it. You see them. There's this fight scene. It's fire. Winter's Welcome to the Coffee Clatch Crew House of the Dragon Review. I'm Jason Pistorino. I'm Christina Lomangino. And we're back, baby. We're back in the GOT universe for Prepper number one. Yes, we will have a few before this prequel series officially starts airing. Now, your biggest question before we jump into things, I anticipate, is when? When does this show premiere? For a long time, it was saying expected April 2022, so April of this coming year. We have just found some information that says January 1st, but I'm not sure if that's correct because we can't find the source that it's coming from. And if you go to HBO.com, it doesn't tell you. So if they're not telling you... It's definitely not official yet. I don't know where they're getting it. But since we are going to have a few of these prepper episodes, we will come back next time with some more definitive information. We know that it will be 10 episodes coming to HBO and HBO Max. Would you say HBO is Dragon Their Feet? When it comes to the release date? Uh, no, I Did don't it? think I would say that ever. Dragon? Ever. <laughs> oh, it's funny, is it? This is going to be a brief episode just to get us back into the universe, figure out the general information. What is this show going to be all about? Because there's been a lot of questioning. So we have a little behind the scenes. The cast and characters that they have announced, which is lengthy. It's Game of Thrones. <laughs> of course. <laughs> when this will take place. The big conflict the locations, and some fun facts. Now, it's been so long since our Game of Thrones, you probably noticed that we changed our channel name. It is now Game of Thrones Universe. This will be our home for anything Game of Thrones. Correct. So this first one, the one we know officially, will be House of the Dragon. I'm sure you have heard that there was talks about other spinoffs. In fact, one that we thought was going to go through to production to become our first, The Long Night. Yeah. Now, that was nixed pretty quickly. I have personal opinions that that could have been due to the fan reaction of the episode, The Long Night, in our final season of Game of Thrones. Mm, Maybe. Because even now, when you look at the potential for other storylines that are in development for future prequels, it does not include that. It says things like Nine Voyages, a.k.a. The Sea Snake. Okay. Meaning we would get the Greyjoy family, if we are following that family, but that area of the universe. Flea Bottom. And I guess that would be one taking place in King's Landing, seeing the common people, kind of a weird one. Oh, that might be fun. One called 10,000 Ships. These are very different, though, from the kinds of things that were in development when we first started talking about this. Oh, never mind. It says Flea Bottom has been killed. Uh, Uh. Said in the infamous King's Landing slum, the series will not move forward. But 10,000 Ships would follow the warrior queen Nymeria of House Martell, who founded the Kingdom of Dorne. So all of this is still very questionable. We are assuming it will revolve around how well House of the Dragon does. Yeah, I think that's safe to say. It's also, uh, this is probably obvious, but HBO is trying to marvelify Game of Thrones because Game of Thrones made such a splash, arguably the largest show ever on any channel. 
I would say so. And Marvel is killing the game for the last, what, 15 years with their Marvel universe. So if I was HBO, I would just hire Kevin Feige. Well, they've already called it Game of Thrones universe. They're trying to extend that magic. Yeah. We've talked about this a little bit in our Patreon. This is the first time we're back over here on the free channel talking Game of Thrones. So by the way, if you're looking for more CKC between now and the new year, we are still keeping up and active over there on Patreon. We have three episodes released each month, our coffee breaks, our bonuses, and our movie reviews. And there's over a week of content there. If you just sat down and listened, it would take you a week to go through all of them. Tons of content, movies which we never discuss over here. Raffle giveaways for items of CKC gear. It's just a great community that's been built. Anything CKC related, just go to coffeeclutchcrew.com. And if you're new here, we covered Game of Thrones almost from the beginning. Mm, Starting with season four, I think. Yeah, and then we cut out the first season because we we weren't that good in the beginning. Okay, so there's probably only a few, actually, seasons that you can listen to. But it's still great coverage. And for me, it was a good refresher to go back to the very end of the last season. Now, I'm not talking the actual episode coverage, but our bonus after it was all over, kind of series reflective. We had a good time over there. Were we sad? I don't remember. We were sad, but I think the tone was down a little in the finale. By the time we got to the bonus, we gave gave it a little space. Okay. And so we were just doing a celebration of sorts. Gotcha. All that to say, it definitely created a culture, a following. Mm. It made appointment TV a thing again, a water cooler to (laughs) discuss, which... We always called CKC your digital water cooler. I have been reluctant since they started talking about prequels here, knowing that it's impossible to recreate the magic. That, (laughs) I mean, it's just not going to be Game of Thrones. Plus the fact that they had to pick an area that they wanted to focus in on. And everyone had always talked about Game of Thrones brought in two different types of audiences. Those that were there for the high fantasy elements, such as myself, who wanted to hear about the White Walkers north of the wall and direwolves and... Direwolves. Who wanted the long night story. And then there were those who enjoyed the politics, the fighting for the throne, the games that were being played, the Mm. intrigue. It seems they decided to go more along that line, which sounds strange because there's dragons here. Yeah. What could be higher (laughs) fantasy than dragons? But as we dig a little bit into it, you're going to see it's a lot about the history of the Targaryen house. This is based on Martin's book, Fire and Blood, which felt a little bit like a history textbook. Mm. Going back through the Targaryen lineage, the house that gave us Daenerys, of course, 300 years prior to the events of our Game of Thrones series. This isn't one of the many spinoffs that were talked about that will have R.R. Martin involved. He had pitched the basic concepts for these. He said House of the Dragon had been in development for several years, though the title changed a few times during the process. It was actually the first concept I pitched to HBO when we started talking about a successor show way back in the summer of 2016. This is all in his blog where he writes a lot of interesting things. Also there, he said recently, I expect to be involved in House of the Dragon to some extent. And who knows? If things work out, I may even be able to write a few script episodes. Oh, okay. As I did for the first seasons of Game of Thrones. But let me make this perfectly clear. I am not taking on any scripts at all until I have finished and delivered Winds of Winter. <laughs> Win- Winds is still coming and remains my priority as much as I'd love to write an episode for House. Okay, so he is involved, but not as... Not 
officially writing any scripts, at least until he's done with, okay. supposedly, this book. That <laughs> uh, We've heard that many, many times before. But let's get into what we know about House of the Dragon. It's not a lot, but we do have some good basic information. Well, we do know it has to be a really big house if a dragon's going to live in it. More than one dragon, dear. What I find exciting is we do have a lot of the same people back behind the scenes working on this show. That's great. The showrunners are going to include Ryan Condal and Miguel Sapochnik. When an episode was directed by one of them, it was the best episode that season. Particularly Sapochnik, we yeah. knew for a lot of the big action oh, yeah. types of episodes. We were constantly praising him. They do list co-creators, including George Martin, because I guess all of the ideas, what they took from Fire and Blood. But we're also going to be bringing on some new individuals as executive producers, including Vince Gerardis, Sarah Lee Hess, and Ron Schmidt. For directors, we will have Claire Kilner. She's done The Alienist and The Wedding Date. Geeta Patel, who's done Meet the Patels and The Witcher. The Witcher. Hell yeah. Season two's coming up. Greg Yatanis. Tannies? I don't know how to pronounce his name. Who's done House. Oh, nice. And then Sapochnik will also be a director for certain episodes. I'm not sure how many or which ones yet. And returning for composer, thank goodness, we'll have Ramin Jawadi. Oh, thank goodness. That would be the worst move if they didn't bring him on. Do you think the opening music will be the same? No. No? I don't. I think they will tie in some of the old Game of Thrones music, but change it, add some other things. Yeah, I hope they tweak it, but your brain will go, yep, that's Game of Thrones. I think you'll have sort of the opening notes, perhaps, Mm -hmm. and then it'll transform Uh, into something new. Or vice versa. Mm-hmm. transforms into the old. I hope that because it's a beloved song, it means something to all of us. But two, I really don't want to remake our opening, our <laughs> podcast opening. Well, we don't need to, but we might want to at some point. We'll see how it goes. We might have to because I talk about characters in Game of Thrones. It's very specific. Yeah. And that's all going to change. Shiza. Important for listeners to know, it is all going to change. What will remain the same, Jason, is you will have a million new names to learn. Yeah. <laughs> I have to warn you, they're even more obnoxious this time around because there's ones that are very similar. Like we have a Rhaenyris and a Rhaenys. We have a Targaryen and a Valerion. Oh, that's Valerian Steel. Uh, no, this Metal. is actually a name. See? Confusing already. Oh, no. Valerion. You have two different Aegons. Aegon. That was, a- that was an important name, correct? And I think it will be here. And then ones that sound the same. Jacaris, Luceris. Some of these I don't even know how to pronounce correctly yet because I haven't heard them. We don't have a series of audiobooks as we used to for me to have a basis. So I apologize if I'm mispronouncing any of this. But if you are, no one would know at this point. <laughs> well, maybe not. And we'll also have dragon names. Yeah. So we're going to go through the ones we know to the best of our ability at this point. It seems as though there's going to be about 10 sort of major characters, and then another 10 secondary. Okay. And this is our segment, New Places and Faces? That's correct. They're all new for us right now. Let's start. I know. These are going to be long, the the first few episodes. (laughs) Yeah. Let's start with Faces. It looks like the big name is King Viserys Targaryen, played by Patty Considine. We know that actor. We've seen him. You do. Do you know what from? Oh, The Outsider. Yes, he was Claude. We did a What We're Watching on The Outsider in our Patreon. We did. It was a fantastic show. He was also in HBO's The Third Day. There's, I think, two recognizable faces for me in this cast. 
So that's one thing to mention right off the bat is it's a lot of people I don't know. Now, we talk about Game of Thrones having been that way when it first started, but really yeah. what we're talking about was the kids because there were a lot of pretty well-known adult actors. Now, some we kept for longer than others, <laughs> and it was a huge cast, meaning there would also be a ton of unknowns, but there's really only two that I recognize in a big way, mm. and I don't know that everyone will even know them. So, for instance... My family doesn't know who Patty Considine is. So this is to say nothing of their acting. We don't have a broad background to really know right. what that's going to look like. But I think that's exciting. And I'm going to play a game now with every character. I'm going to guess if they live or die. Oh, ready? Yep. Ready? Okay. Die. The first one. Viserys dies. Well, it's a Viserys, so we want him to, <laughs> right? Now, he will be king of the Seven Kingdoms. The time frame we're talking here... 103 to 129 AC. Uh, when we describe him, I think we actually might like him. He was chosen by the lords of Westeros to succeed the old king, Jaehaerys Targaryen, at the great council at Harrenhal. A warm, kind, and decent man, Viserys only wishes to carry forward his grandfather's legacy. But as we've learned from Game of Thrones, good men do not always make great kings. His death in 129 began a great struggle of succession between his eldest child, Rhaenyra, and his firstborn son, Aegon. And I think that's what the central story is going to focus around here. We lose King Viserys, who is a good king. Yep. And mm. now his two children are fighting against each other to be ruler of the Seven Kingdoms. That's a familiar story. It makes sense. I mentioned that they all have dragons. His was Balerion, the Black Dread, who we have heard about Ooh. before in Game of Thrones universe. He was born in Valyria was the last living dragon to have seen the freehold that the Targaryens left 12 years before the doom. He is black-scaled with black wings and black fire. Ooh, that's going to look amazing. That burned so hot, it melted the stone towers of Harrenhal. Do you remember us talking about that in Game of Thrones? How it got sort of run down in the first place? Yeah. This ginormous, indestructible castle, because the only thing that could take it down was dragon fire. Oh, uh, he's going to be a cool dragon. So everyone has a dragon. It's like Pokemon. Well, your Targaryens <laughs> okay. all do. Let's say that much. We don't know about other people. So that's the king. Then we mentioned he had two children who were in struggles. An eldest child, Rhaenyra. Let's talk about her first, the princess. She's played by Emma Darcy. Her face is familiar. We've seen her. I don't know her. It says here she was in Truth Seekers. Okay. She, she looks like she'd be really good in a Black Mirror episode. Uh, it could be. I'm not sure what else she's been in. Now, Rhaenyra was of pure Valyrian blood, and she's a dragon rider. Many would say she was born with everything, but was not born a man, which, as we know, still makes a huge impact in oh, this sure. world. Yeah. So even though she's the firstborn child, she's not a son. She was the child of Viserys' first wife, Emma Arryn, another Arryn, who died in childbirth with her second child, a son who also died. I'm sure back then... Childbirth, a lot of people died back then. Mm -hmm. So you remember the Aarons, Lysa, Catelyn's sister, married John Aaron. It's been so long. And he was the <laughs> hand of the king who died right before the Game of Thrones series started. Okay. A really good yeah. man who fostered Ned Stark and Robert Baratheon, and that's what brought them together. Ah. So you also have an Aaron here who is the mother of Rhaenyra. She is said to be the daughter, beautiful and beloved by her father and the people. She was nicknamed the Realm's Delight. 
But as she grew older, she became headstrong and competed with her ambitious stepmother, Alicent. Her followers are called the Blacks, and her dragon is Syrax, young and yellow-scaled. It's going to be so cool to see the dragons. I can't wait. Mm. Freaking out, man. A yellow one. Now, the one she is said to be arguing with is Aegon. This is Aegon II, Viserys' eldest son by Alicent. We don't get any information on him yet. So that is passing strange. All we know is that his dragon is called Sunfire the Golden. The bigger character who comes up following Rhaenyra's is Prince Daemon Targaryen. And he is played by Matt Smith. Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Bow ties are cool. Now, he is not a sibling. He is the younger brother of King Viserys, who just passed away. Rhaenyra's uncle. Okay. I have a feeling he's going to be but bad. But he is technically heir to the throne. Oh, okay. Okay, so that's what's going to create problems. Oh, I forgot. We've gone through Princess Rhaenyra mm-hmm. dies. Prince Aegon dies. Okay, and now the brother, Damon. He dies. Oh, so they all die. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm Come on, someone's got to live. <laughs> no, I think Rhaenyra lives. Oh, yeah, I have no, it's way too early. I was just going to, I think I'm pretty safe <laughs> if I say everyone dies. Uh, back to Damon. He is a peerless warrior and dragon rider who possesses the true blood of the dragon. Mad, bad, and dangerous. It's said that whenever a Targaryen is born, the gods toss a coin. He's a skilled warrior and denizen of Flea Bottom. Rumored to have taken his teenage niece Rhaenyra's virginity. Uh-oh. And was sent into exile by his brother. Oh, so he's angry. So he's not a good man. Nope. He took his brother's daughter's virginity, I would assume very much against the will of everyone, was exiled, and years later he would marry Rhaenyra. And upon the death of Viserys, he crowned his own wife. So his brother dies, he marries the daughter, but crowns, it sounds like, a different wife. Oh, okay. Because it says this began the bloody civil war known as the Dance of the Dragons. Uh, This is not a good dude. So our boy Matt Smith is going to play the villain of the piece. Now, funny that it's Damon and not Viserys here who's the bad guy. That's going to take me a little getting used to. But that sounds like the core family situation. Then we have an individual called Otto Hightower who's going to play Hand of the King. He's... Cast by Reese Ifans, who, Jason, does he look familiar to you? Notting Hill? Yes. Good job. The hilarious roommate? Yep. That's awesome. Him. I haven't seen him since then. Now, he's the hand of the king who loyally and faithfully serves both his king and his realm. He's a good guy here. As the hand sees it, the greatest threat to the realm is the king's brother, Damon, and his position as heir. Of course. So, As per usual, the hand knows best is trying to stop the bad things that are taking place and the bad people who want to take over. So for real, he's probably going to die. He, I would say, yeah. yeah. And the hand of the kings never, other than Tyrion, lasts for very long. That's true. We also have Alicent Hightower, his daughter, played by Olivia Cook. You might recognize her from Ready Player One. Mm, Yes. She is said to be the most comely woman in the Seven Kingdoms, or most beautiful. Raised in the Red Keep, close to the king and his innermost circle, she possesses both a courtly grace and keen political acumen. She's going to be one to watch out for. Now, she was Viserys, the 
former king's second wife. So we mentioned the first wife who... <laughs> Welcome to Game of Thrones. <laughs> already. I told you. The first wife who gave birth to Rhaenyra's died during childbirth. Then he married Alison Hightower. This woman was his second wife, whose followers would see Aegon crowned. So not the brother Damon, but the first son. Apparently nobody wants the eldest daughter because she's a woman. Oh, right. So yeah. they either want the brother or the, the first son. son. Okay. And her followers want the son. You know, no surprise. Everybody who wants who's going to keep their person in a position of power. I'm curious. Are we going to see anyone from the other houses? I think that we will. We'll get there. Now, we mentioned Rhaenyra. The daughter's followers were called the Blacks. People who follow Aegon and Alicent are called the Greens. Okay. So we're going to have split territory here. So that's kind of like the houses. But now in this storyline, instead of the houses fighting, we have factions of the Targaryens. Correct. And I don't know if Daemon, the brother's followers, have a name. It doesn't say that. We just have the Blacks and the Greens. So this series is going to be about civil war. Oh, yeah. Targaryen civil war. I forgot to mention the brother, Daemon, the bad one. He has a dragon as well. Of course he does. Named Caraxes or the Bloodworm. And you might have remembered him from Game of Thrones history, said to be lean, but fearsome and red. And it's going to look like a bunch of Skittles when they're flying in the air. (laughs) All right. So we have the high towers. Then we have the Valerians, not to be confused with Valerian steel. (laughs) First up, Lord Corley's Valerian, played by Steve Toussaint, also of Doctor Who. Now, this is the person we know from Game of Thrones as the Sea Snake. He's the lord of this house, a Valyrian bloodline as old as House Targaryen. The Sea Snake is the most famous nautical adventurer in the history of Westeros, akin to the Greyjoys. For sure? Because the picture of him, it looks like he's... No, no, akin, similar. They're not actually the same family. But if we think about the position that the Greyjoys played in the Game of Thrones universe, many hundreds of years later, these were the Valerians in more ancient times. He built his house into a powerful seat that's even richer than the Lannisters, so a little different than the Greyjoys (laughs) because they're also rich, and they claim the largest navy in the world. Remember Euron Greyjoy, Mm. who's going to come over with his navy? Sounds a little like that. I'm not really sure if he's a good or a bad guy, it doesn't say. Well, here's the thing. Remember, Game of Thrones, there's no real good or bad. Everything is in the gray. We have the people that we think of as good, doing bad things, and vice versa. Well, this might put it into perspective because we also have Princess Rhaenys Valerian, who is his wife, also a dragon rider, and they call her the queen who never was, who was passed over as heir to the throne at the Great Council because the realm favored her cousin, Viserys, for being male. Oh. So the king who just died, the guy who everybody liked, yeah. he became king. She really should have been ruler. Oh. Uh, she was his cousin, and I guess she was ahead of him in the line of succession, but she was a female. So people call her the queen who never was, and now she marries this man, the sea snake, who has this huge army. They developed their own rich empire. Uh, it seems like they were the rulers that could have been, and perhaps they still have a following. So they're going to want the smoke. Uh, she, <laughs> she is played by Eve Best who you might know from Nurse Jackie and the King's Speech. There's also going to be some other Valerians, uh, someone called Sir Lenor. His dragon is the Sea Smoke. Oh, so Valerians have dragons too. Correct. They are also an old 
bloodline of the Targaryens. I don't I don't know how they are related. They're not actually Targaryens. Okay. Ooh, it's getting muddy. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely going to be several people vying here. And so we have Lenor and Lenor's parents. But back to other characters, we have someone named Miseria. Her description says, a foreign-born dancing girl. She came to Westeros with nothing, but rose to become Damon's most trusted ally. So the bad brother, okay. this is his person. Gotcha. Okay. She's played by Sonoya Mizuno from Ex Machina. And then Sir Kristen Cole, played by Fabian Frankel. He is of Dornish descent, a common-born son of the steward to the Lord of Blackhaven. He has no claim to land or titles. All he has is his name, his honor, and his skill with a sword. We don't know if he's trying to make some sort of claim to the throne. It doesn't sound like it, or if he's on somebody's side. Probably on somebody's side. Not really sure, just that he's a Dornishman. Dornishmen are always interesting in this story. Uh, He's very good with a sword and honorable. There's also talk of some more minor characters. We don't know much about them. We will have Harwin Strong, a.k.a. Breakbones, who is heir to Harrenhal. That's going to probably be a big deal because Harrenhal is one of the biggest castles now in our fast-forwarded Game of Thrones timeline. It's broken down. It's semi-abandoned. We do use it, but nobody sees it as a major seat anymore. Right. But at this time, it's still a big deal. So he's the heir to Harrenhal and also was Rhaenyra's lover while she was married to Laenor. Oops. So I think this dude's going to cause some problems. Uh, then we have Rhaenyra and Laenor's children, the two we were just talking about, Princes Jaceres or Jace, Lucerys or Luke, and Joffrey or Joff. Oh, a new Joffrey. That's what I mean. This is going to get very confusing. Though rumored to have been fathered by Strong because they have dark hair like him. Their cousins, Laenor and Rhaenyra, both had the Targaryen light silver gold hair. Okay. So this is another Jamie and Cersei yeah. type situation i kind of like that they're following some of that because at least we're familiar with a little bit of the intrigue (laughs) now they have dragons vermax arax and taraxes so this family's children you know you were saying the valerians could be powerful their children also have dragons i really think that's going to be another contentious piece even if the civil war is really taking place between brother and sister and uncle there's Mm. this other family and that's going to play in Oh boy. In some way. I have a feeling break uh Harwin Strong, Breakbones, he's gotta be big, right? Kind of like the mountain. You like would imagine dude. that's what I'm picturing. You know, while we're talking about characters, I understand why they went into this storyline and so far in advance. How many hundreds of years before? Three hundred. Okay. But wouldn't it be great if it was a show where it's either it's at least descendants of people we know and love? Mm-hmm. Or we can see one being being born, like oh my god, that's you can recognize little finger connection. Yeah, yeah, and I think had we done the long night, we would get that, or Mm. we would get characters that we wanted more about, like the children, or people that we'd heard about, like Brandon the Builder. Yeah, this really creates this whole other world with confusing names and lineages we have to get to know again. Oh yeah, people that sound kind of like (laughs) ones we know, but they're not. I'm already starting to see a little bit of the ties, but it already is confusing. Now, to kind of round this out, we said there was also the brother, Aegon, who most people thought should be 
the next ruler, if not for the uncle, because he's the firstborn son. Aegon had a sister wife named Helena, and they had three children. Helena also has a dragon named Dreamfire. Cool name. Their and kids are Jahara and Jaharis. Great. Because they're twins. Okay. And Maelor, a younger brother. But if this wasn't bad enough... There's another Aegon. There's another <laughs> Aegon. Okay. So remember the bad Uncle Damon? Yes. And the wife he forced upon himself, Rhaenyra, they have a son, Aegon Third. It says he ruled after his uncle Aegon II and at a very young age married his cousin Jahera, who died young. His rule marked the end of the Dance of Dragons. He had five children by his second wife. As a child, he grew melancholy after escaping an attack by mounting his dragon, but leaving his brother Viserys behind, believing he had died. The brothers would later reunite later on in life. Is this a spoiler? This sounds like a spoiler. I <laughs> don't know this story. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so He's got a dragon, Stormcloud. And then just a couple other little things. Mushroom is the fool in the courts of King Viserys. The fool meaning... Like the comedian, the... The, the jokester, the... Joke, yeah. Yeah, jester. Jester. It says his accounts of days at court teemed with tales of debauchery and scandal. Then the purported bastard Targaryen offspring, which is always a problem. They're called the dragon seeds. There's three of them. Nettles, Hugh the Hammer, and Ulf the White. They each claimed dragons and fought for Rhaenyra, the sister. We don't know what the outcome of that was. So we knew that she had to have followers as well. In fact, they're called the Blacks. So I suppose these dragon seeds are some of them. But we've grown accustomed to cheering for the bastards. Well, we might like her because if she is technically the eldest, she really should be ruler. Not his brother, not his son who comes after, but the firstborn, yeah. which is Rhaenyra. Okay, so we're going to... But she's going to be forced to become the wife of this bad brother. Damon. Yeah, so that's going to get into a weird, I don't know who we're going to be rooting. Are we going to like her despite him? Or is it going to be that we don't like her because she's with this terrible uncle? What is her plan Yeah. in this situation? Well, we've seen parallels of that in Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. So she might be moving chess pieces behind his back, perhaps. And people who have read Fire and Blood might know all of this. Mm. You know, I never really got into that because like we I have say, it, but you never read it's it. It's right? more like a history textbook. It's yeah. not a narrative novel. So I'm still just speculating on what this could all be. But that's a lot of characters. And there's probably like 50 more. I'm sure there's tons <laughs> more. That sounds like the main idea. As we mentioned, this is set 300 years before our story we know. And it tells the turbulent period for House Targaryen, where you have sibling against sibling, dragon against dragon. We know there was a name for this, the Dance of the Dragons. It was a war of succession fought for about three years after Aegon's conquest of Westeros. And the reason they're all fighting, who should rule the Iron Throne? Now that of we've course. taken over the Westeros, it really matters. Oh, do you think they're going to do an opening animation, just like Game of Thrones? I feel they have to, right? right? So we're going to end up doing the, this is what they showed, this is what it means. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's going to be fun. Now, on the HBO site, it talks about how the Targaryen Civil War was a conflict because of this issue, the inheritance by a firstborn child or firstborn son that says a lord's first child will inherit the castle and lands of his father 
over an older sibling, Mm. no matter what their aptitude for governance. So even if you're older, even if you're better suited, if you are a woman, you can't get it. I will be the inheritor over you. Now, the Targaryens generally did follow this, but not always. There were exceptions, and there really weren't exceptions in any other ruling families at that time, except for the Targaryens. There were some women rulers. That's what happens when you got a dragon behind you. Yeah, you can kind of do what you want, right? Like, yeah, this is what we're doing. You got we a problem? We learned that from Game of Thrones. Now, there's a, a famous story, I guess. When King Jaehaerys the first oldest son, Prince Aemon, died, he left a daughter, Rhaenys. King Jaehaerys then chose his next eldest son, Prince Balon, to be the new Prince of Dragonstone and heir to the throne, rather than giving it to his granddaughter, a move that even his queen, Queen Alysanne, disapproved of. When Balon died unexpectedly, as well as Alysanne and one of their daughters, the grief-stricken Jaehaerys convened the Great Council to vote on succession, and they chose Balon's son, Viserys. During his reign, Viserys had named Rhaenyra, his daughter by his first wife, as his heir, which I don't know why, uh, if he becomes king you can't, you can o- change the rules, over right? a woman to succeed, but then he's king now and he's like, well, but it's going to be different for my daughter. I want right. my daughter to be ruler when I die. I don't know why he thought that was going to work, but he did appoint Rhaenyra, his daughter. But it didn't work. To be his heir. Right. But then you've got Damon. Aegon and Aegon. And by this time, Rhaenyra is married to Damon, so problems. And thus we come in with the battles and the drama. Where is this going to take place? It says primarily in King's Landing and Dragonstone, which makes sense. Dragonstone's where the Targaryens are, and then King's Landing. Are they filming in the same spot? Because I thought they were going to make like a park out of that. It says that they filmed in Los Angeles, London, and Spain, from what we know so far. So far. That's just information that's been released, so... Are there any White Walkers, man? <laughs> but it also says that a lot of the fighting and bloodshed primarily happens in the Riverlands. If you remember Catelyn, the Tullys. Oh, yeah. Their family. Much of it happens there, led by House Tully. And many of the bloodiest battles also occur at Harrenhal, which, I mean, we're definitely going to have to see that. You also have Driftmark, which is Valerion's family home. And if they're going to be a prominent family, you assume we might see them. Dorn, I don't know. Dorn. If we're going to see any of that. Valerians were never spoken of in Game of Thrones. So I'm guessing within these 300 mm. years, they get wiped out. Yeah, well, they're not even the predominant family here. So that's not really a surprise. Uh, so we may or may not see that. Old Town, which I would love. I always wanted to get a better look at in Game of Thrones. Mm. We didn't really have time. But they kept safe the Targaryen riches during this time. So we could have to see a piece of that shifting over there. Oh, is the uh, Iron Bank going to be around? In Bravos? I wonder. I, You know, you assume they've probably been the biggest money holders for a for long, long time. time. I, I think they were probably around. So we'll see. But King's Landing and Dragonstone, definitely the major places in Harrenhal sure. sounds like a good third that we will get to see. That's about all the solid information we have. I hope we get some Stark action. You know, they're my faves. Well, this is what I'm saying. I don't think you're going to get them in this story at all because you're not really even in Westeros except to be in King's Landing. But what, like maybe a Stark is on vacation. They're still up north. (laughs) They're dealing with their problems. True. Uh, It's, yeah, it's going to be a very different storyline. But I guess that leaves me with the question of 
given that this is what we are focusing on, mm. what would you like to see? What do you need to get out of this storyline to be intrigued? Well, I have so many ignorant questions just because it's been so long. Um, is the wall built by this time? Again, not going to matter to this story. Okay. Who do I want to see? I want to see um, Oberyn's family. Okay, so we said we could get some some Dornish action, which I too would love to see what they're they up to. They were exciting. They mm-hmm. were fun. What about the uh, the snakes? I don't know if they have successors back three hundred years right, or true. if that's a modern thing. I don't even know the Martells. I'm assuming would have been a family three hundred years ago. The rulers. Uh, let's see. Probably not ruling at the time, but I'm sorry, they were because it says we might get Prince Corin Martell who was the Dornish ruler at the time. Oh, nice. So okay. it was a Martell 300 years ago. Sweet. And it says he supported the Triarchy, an alliance of the free cities of Myr, Lys, and Tyrosh in a war for the Stepstones. So they have their own, I guess, war political conflict going on. Okay. And somehow it is going to cross with ours. Ooh, Children of the Forest. Nope. Fuck. All of that good fantasy <laughs> northern stuff yeah. that I too wanted... And direwolves and children and Starks, the wall, that was all long night territory. Okay. I, I don't really think we're going to get go north or here. Even Westeros, you know, you'll see King's Landing because it's where we're ruling. But I don't think that's going to cross with this at all. I know it's HBO. I know it's Game of Thrones. I think they're going to need big CGI money because if, oh, yeah. if the dragons? major draw is dragons, we have to see a lot of dragons. You can't just have, like we did with Game of Thrones, a very long slow burn where it's all about the people and the infighting and the inheritance. Yes, that's going to be here. It's clearly a main point. But no, we're going to see dragons. That fighting episode is backed by the fact that they all have dragons. So I think we need to see them early. We need to see a lot of them. They need to look spectacular. I want them walking by in the background, just chilling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, because they're like pets. Yeah, it's common. I want to see Dragonstone and have that looking amazing as it ever is. If Matt Smith is the bad guy, I need to see him go full bad uncle. Yeah, but I hope they do what we really loved about Game of Thrones. Sometimes we actually are rooting for him and and we have to go, wait, why am I rooting for him? He's, we don't like him. Well, and we just said he's married to the daughter. Right. So that definitely could create some confusion, gray area. They just make him out to sound like he's the worst. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and I think Matt Smith, to my point, though, could do a good job of playing the worst. Oh, absolutely. You ever see him get angry as the doctor? Mm-hmm. Pretty scary. I'm the doctor. Basically. Run. Anything else? Any other predictions? Desires? I mean, to state the obvious, I predict this to be a huge world, just like Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. Bigger than life. It's going to be exciting for everybody at first. I'm going to go in there. (laughs) As I say this, I'm like, probably not. I'm going to go in there not measuring it up to Game of Thrones. (laughs) Good luck. We're going to end up doing that. How not? It is going to take this different tone by spinning off into the Targaryen world. So I think we'll be measuring it more about what was going on with Danny, what was happening in Essos. We'll be measuring it against that piece of Game of Thrones. Okay. Which is helpful that it's still just one part of it. Oh, there's got to be magic. I hope there's magic. Sapochnik has said, I think we were very respectful of what the original show is. 
It wasn't broken, so we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. Mm. Funny, funny. House of the Dragon has its own tone that will evolve and emerge over the course of the show. But first, it's very important to pay respect and homage to the original series, which was groundbreaking. We're standing on the shoulders of that show. Okay, that's good to hear. He says, that said, we can't say, well, when we did Thrones, we did it this way. If you start every sentence with that, you've lost. This is something else and should be something else. It's a different crew, different people, different tone. Hopefully it will be seen as something else, but it will have to earn that. We know it won't happen overnight. Hopefully fans will enjoy it for what it is. We'll be lucky if we ever come close to the original show. So we're just putting our heads down and getting on with it. And I think that's what we're saying here. That is a hard feat, and they are going to have to work for that. It's not as though you can just come into episode one saying, okay, it's a new thing. I'm putting Game of Thrones out of my mind. Of course. Especially with these little parallels we're seeing everywhere. Oh, that's like Jamie and Cersei. Oh, mm-hmm. that was like, you know, that's going to happen a lot. But the fact that you have Sapochnik, who was so intimate with the Game of Thrones series, he was so good and clearly is saying, I'm aware of this. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that speaks well of the show and the direction they tried to take it in. What about magic? I hope there's still magic. Well, again, so I don't know because of this shift. It's very political and about succession and inheritance. Yes, the dragons are magic, but they make it sound like they're a tool for war here. It's not as though we're getting white walkers and direwolves running around all the time. The atmosphere, I don't know how fantasy that's going to feel, or will it feel like we're back in King's Landing? Which I don't mind. That piece of it, I, I really, we got to wait and see. They're going to find ways to wow us. Well, all this being said, hopefully we will have more information soon so that we can come back with another prepper episode, tell you what we can expect. And in the meantime, what are you looking forward to, Clatchers? What do you hope to see in House of the Dragon? Any predictions, anything you're excited for? Feel free to write in and get the conversation going. You can email us, contact at coffeeclatchcrew.com, and we'll discuss it in our next H-O-D podcast? Is that what I'm saying Yeah, now? H-O-D. It'll be prepper number two. To stay in the loop and know what, what's going on, don't forget to follow us uh, over on Twitter, at CKC Podcast, Facebook, CoffeeClutchCrew.com, or Instagram. But most importantly, subscribe here to this Game of Thrones channel. Even if you are subscribed on the main Coffee Clutch crew or listening elsewhere, tell your friends. We've been out of the game for a long time. Coming back into this universe, so excited to be there, but we're going to need your help. Because I'm sure when the time comes, there's going to be a lot of other podcasts that come creeping back around. Of course. There's plenty to listen to. But we hope if you're here, that means you're a fan of CKC. We'd love to have you along for the ride. So happy to be back in this world. Till next time. This round's on me. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CKC Podcast. And if you'd like to support Jason and Christina and would love even more content, including bonus casts and movie reviews, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash CKC podcast. This round is on me. (laughs) 